0: That's unacceptable. Breast cancer is the leading cause of all cancer deaths for Hispanic women. Breast cancer is unacceptable. Together with Susan G. Komen,
1: we're committed to reducing U.S. breast cancer deaths by half. And we're going to do it by 2026. Visit Komen.org unacceptable. Well, good morning and welcome to Saturday in the studio. I'm live. I'm Tom King and I'm with Merle Kelch, who is also live here this morning. Theoretically alive. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Uh, 715-845-2155. If you have a question regarding your stock portfolio, your investment strategy, whatever the case may be, today would be the day to get it answered mm-hmm. because Merle is here in the studio. But how was the deer hunt? Was it Was it a success for you?
0: Well, it it was. Um, I needed a break because my liver was ticked. I mean, it was uh, upset. But uh, uh-huh. no, we had a great time. I mean, part of the the deer hunting thing for me that's such a a great time is always a big family thing. When I was a kid, and it was our family vacation. We always went hunting, and so I'm always I'm an avid hunter. But uh, my birthday's in the middle of it, and so my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. My birthday's in the middle of it, and so it's <laughs> always a, it's just always a great time.
1: Was it- was it different because of the COVID-19 situation than it normally would be?
0: No, it's the same thing. Still stupid guys running around the woods with guns. I, I mean, see. same principle. I see. Okay. Uh, not much different. You know, the one thing that did happen, Tom, is as I've gotten a, you know, a little older and a little more seasons in life, I had a, a heated deer stand, which is nothing new, but this time injection molded, insulated deer stand. And uh, I had a Wi-Fi extender put in my place and uh, ran an electrical cord to it. So I was perfectly comfortable <laughs> I was doesn't... out there. That, that you know the old in my fleece jacket. The old school hunters yeah. would be uh, you know giving
1: you all kinds of crap about
0: that, uh, and they all did. Yeah, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. So my, my brother on the other hand was you know freezing his can off up in a tree and uh-huh. and this whole bit, and so I'd send him texts and you know just let him know how nice it was and and uh, so there's a lot of swearing going on, but you know what I was comfortable. I was all okay. right. Yeah. So
1: seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. Then we're call. I wanted to start off this morning by something that caught my eye this past week. Uh, it happened I think in the middle of the week. You remember our good friend Michael Burry, the uh, guy who was made famous in the big short. uh, Christian Bale played his character, the guy who shorted the housing market and turned out to make zillions of dollars for a Mm -hmm. fund that uh, he ran. And the other people who were in the fund thought he was nuts. In fact, everybody thought he was nuts at the time because he was betting against the housing market, and it turned out that he was right. He came out this week with a tweet that revealed that he is shorting Tesla stock. And he said he advised uh, CEO Elon Musk in the tweet to issue more shares while they sit at their, quote, ridiculous levels. He said, quote, that's not dilution. You'll be cementing permanence and untold optionality. Tesla dipped as much as 7.1% on Wednesday before pairing its losses and trading roughly 3% lower. First of all, why doesn't this happen more often when, when a guy like Michael Burry can say something like that which obviously would move the market you would think and can he get in trouble for that or is that just his opinion and how does that all work about you know when when he's doing something in the market and then and then advertising the fact that he's doing it and he's big enough to make a difference
0: um there tends to be that if you have the ability to say something to um wield the market left or right and uh, you play upon that uh, there's some issues that tend to come into there, uh, like insider trading, this type of thing. So you have people who talk about individual companies, and they tend to move the market left and right. You tend to get the nudge, nudge, wink, 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 wink from securities exchange commissioner. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. I Don't say anything. Well, I think Elon, Remember, Musk, Elon, Musk, Elon Musk has been in the, trouble before, right? Exactly, because he was getting the he was much, trying to get his stock to go up. Yeah, he was getting much more than a wig, wig, nudge, nudge. Yeah. I think they're hitting him on the head with a hammer a couple of times. So you can't say that you can't do that. And it'll tend, the same thing will tend to come to him, you know. And I feel the same thing about Tesla. I, I don't have a problem with the company. I think their stock, based upon their profit, is just way overrun. I think it's just uh, way out of way out of line, in my opinion. I think it's getting a lot of a trading muster, if you will, uh, because of so many of the. Um, uh, millennials and so forth, uh, trading the stock because they think it's a technology stock, and it's not. It's a car manufacturer.
1: Well, it's up 575% this year. I mean, yeah. how much higher can it go at this point? I mean, that's, that, that seems to me to be, as he said, ridiculous.
0: Exactly. Uh, you got a point. You know, I, I told you about, uh, you know, the clients we had that own the stock. And um, earlier in the year, before the COVID stuff really started happening, we took some profit out. We bought this stock before the split, like $130 a share before the split about two years ago. We, I think we sold it somewhere around 950 Tom, and then it split and it went back up again. But we took our money out plus a nice profit for two years. We put that in, bought some other things, and the stock just continued to keep going up. And you know what? Um, we're not wrong in our decision. We took the profit out, so we're playing with the house's money. But, boy, the house's money's been pretty good with Tesla. It's just got to be able to hold up the profit to be able to, to hit it. You know, Elon Musk said this past week that he'd be really interested in uh, joining a, another uh, electric car manufacturer if they want to join or do a merger well yeah that's, those are the type of statements you're listening to usually with companies that either have way too much cash which tesla doesn't um or need cash which tesla might so we'll have to see how that well, goes elon musk is one of the richest people in the world though by stock it's the cash flow okay all right stock shares because of tesla went up if tesla cuts in half his richest man in the world he'll still be one of the richest men in the world but not in the top five, as he is now.
1: Now, obviously, cars are not all that uh, Elon Musk is involved in. Is he mm-hmm. spreading himself too thin when it comes to all this high-tech stuff, whether it's well, it be space, like, that's space travel and everything
0: else? That's been the conversation for a long time, but I think he's got it now. I know when Tesla was coming in there trying to set up the lines and it wasn't working right, he was literally sleeping at the Tesla plant and doing you know so much of the engineering and the work and driving it himself, which is what... I've heard that he does to make sure things are right. I'm not sure if that's the case anymore. But the interesting thing about SpaceX is it's still privately held. It's not a privately traded company. And so the net worth on that is, you know, how do you determine what the net worth is of, you know, one of the very few companies, uh, certainly uh, um, uh, in doing more than many private countries, are sending stuff into space. And that could be worth a ton.
1: I wanted to talk about that in a little bit here. But just before we finish up with Tesla, the car manufacturer, what do you think about Burry's comment that, he should just print more stock at that price and that that would be good for the company if he did that
0: well i'm not sure if it'll be good or bad because the net worth is gonna be the same thing if you have more shares of value it's still the same value um, i'm not sure about that particular part of it but i think he's right in the sense that it's way overpriced now um if a person buys 50 shares now or 50 shares if it's at a, back to 100 bucks a share and they lose that, you know, fifty shares at a hundred bucks. They're going to lose less than <laughs> it's fifty at the current price. Maybe that's where he's going with it. I'm not really sure, because the capital value is the same thing. And one way or another, it's going to be the same price.
1: Phone lines are open seven one five eight four five. If you have a question about uh, one of your stocks, seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five is the number to call here to talk to Merle this morning. Um, there was a SpaceX story earlier this week as well. Elon Musk coming out and saying that he believes that they will be sending men to Mars within a very short amount of time, and I can't remember what it was, but it was I think it was less than 10 years that he, he believes that they'll be able to send a manned mission to Mars.
0: Um, th- I think the technology is certainly there. Um, I think it truly is. Um, you know, with the, the rockets and so forth that Tesla's building, or Tesla, uh, mm-hmm. SpaceX is building, um, I think it's possible to do it. I mean, the mathematics are there. We can send, spend, send ships there. Um, it's just the prolonged period of time it's going to take to get there becomes the issue. Is so how do you go... Uh, faster than what we're going right now from a ship to uh, to do it of course then you have the whole time space you know travel (laughs) thing and all that thing you got to do but i think going back to the moon is going to be pretty exciting getting that done now of course that becomes our our uh, launch pad for uh, mars is what the the term is used and i don't know how it's been done i've read where they're going to use the the moon as a gravity catapult or they're going to launch from the moon because you have the speed of the moon spinning to help you know propel you to go faster over there. So who knows how that's going to work, but uh, we'll let some sort of a supercomputer like an iPhone take care of that math. Um, But I think it's pretty exciting stuff to see. It hasn't been since, Tom, you and I were kids and we're probably some of the last people out there that remember space travel and uh, the man landing on the moon and and that whole bit well, there are a lot
1: of people around that were that were around when that happened, but uh, well, I mean, my it, kids it, have no idea what. Yeah, it, you you know, know, it, what's it going certainly on, isn't as big a deal as it was back
0: then. Boy, I can remember G.D. Jones. You, know, you go down in the gymnasium; and they brought out the big TV, the 22 inch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, understand. Right, and you all know, sat there in a, you know, on the floor, you know, watching, uh, uh, you know, the the lunar modules and that kind of stuff landing. At that point in time, you're like, "Oh, what's this stuff?" And later, on, I'm like, "Oh, that was cool," you know. So
1: one one other space note from this week: China landed a, a rocket on the moon and is bringing back moon rocks. Um, so one more
0: that's new country no, involved.
1: Sorry. Well, country. Well, one more country involved in being able to do that. Um, it used to be that space travel was a race between the Russians and the United States. In these last few years, it's been more of a collaboration between many different countries uh, all involved in the same kind of effort. China probably trying to go it on their own, or are they going to try to uh, join the world community in, in the
0: exploration I'm, I'm waiting for space. the world community to create some sort of a, um, a licensing or titling for the, the land up there so we can say, okay, this section is owned by China and this section's owned by the U.S. and that kind of goofiness. Um, so who knows what's going to happen from that. I think it should be international collaboration. Um, because I think that's humanity going to the moon, uh, not necessarily one country. And so do we need do
1: a do we need a race to get up there and and uh, take all the precious metals out of the surface? I mean, uh, that that's basically what they're saying now. is there there are a lot of precious metals? I'm um, certain there are.
0: Um, the, the question would be is is it cost effective to do it? You know what? Are we out of all those precious metals here? you know and i I don't know the answer to that. I'm not a geologist, but And is it cost-effective? I know that it's not cheap to go to to space and to go to the moon. I'm guessing it probably costs more than a million (laughs) dollars. What about space tourism in your mind? Is that a a thing
1: of the future? And will the price point ever come down where the the average Joe can take a weekend trip into space? Um, Wouldn't that be cool, Tom? (laughs) I'm not sure. Uh, um, I'm not sure if I want to. I want to strap myself to one of those rockets at this point in time, but yeah, I'm, but,
0: I'm, I'm, I kind of know. You know, but the, there's things that's always been on my bucket list, and one of them has been you know going into space. Um, I was really high up once in an airplane. I looked. I up well, there looked I went, like I was in space. I went uh, on the Mars ride at Epcot, and uh, if that simulates
1: what, that, that even close to what uh, a launch is from an mm-hmm. actual rocket. I think I'll stay at Epcot and not do a real I couldn't get on that
0: one. I didn't want to try it. I couldn't get in. Not because I didn't fit. Well, that Uh, might be the case, too. But, you know. All right. I'll tell you
1: what. We need to take a break. If you have a question for Merle, now's the time to give us a call. 715-845-2155. We'll be right back on WSAU.
0: And come together as one. Our answer? Go F yourself.
1: On WSAU and WSAU.com. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with Merle Kelch, Kelch & Associates in Wassaw. You had an article that uh, popped up that yeah, you wanted is. to share with us.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time since we've been together. I feel like, you know, we were like, you know, strangers in the night. <laughs> it's been a while, yeah. Exchanging glances. <laughs> anyway. um, so there's an article that's out there, folks, I want to pop up. Be, uh, uh, bring to your attention because it's one of the better articles I've seen over the course of the past few weeks. Kind of summarizing what's going on right now with the economy. Not so much politics, but more the economy and what's going on, markets and that kind of thing. And it's uh, simply a market snapshot that was done as a weekly uh, uh, weekend thing that's typically done. And it's by uh, uh, William Watts and Mark Dikembri, who we tend to uh, quote in this program quite a bit. And so the U.S. stock index is sweeped to records as hope for fiscal relief overshadows weak jobs data. And so from this, I'm reminded of a, a thing we used to talk about when we do classes quite a bit. Um, talk about, you know, everything tends to be like a three-headed uh, a monster. And, and you have to have all those heads working uh, together to make stuff work. And so as I go through, and I'm going to just kind of summarize this article a little bit, we can dip into it a little further with uh, real numbers. But uh, they talk about the unemployment, job wanted, and stimulus all kind of coming together. And, and uh, Tom, yesterday I stopped, you know, I don't know why I'm fat, but I stopped at McDonald's for breakfast. And, uh, well, there was a joke there. I didn't hear the symbols go. Uh-huh. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, so we stopped, and McDonald's was closed in the morning. They said due to lack of help, and they've got help wanted signs all over the place. Due to lack of help, we have to close this morning. We can't open until 4. And so this reminds me of when we're coming out of a recessionary type of event and people have been on employment for a long time. You're kind of growing into a growth. Businesses are saying we're ready to go, and they got help wanted signs all over the place, trying to find bodies and people to work for them. But people are wondering, well, maybe I can, maybe do I really want to start? I can still maybe be on unemployment a little bit longer. And there's always kind of that battle. I'm not saying one thing's right or wrong. And it feels like that right right now again. Um, I have friends that are in the manufacturing business and that type of thing, and they say we can't find people to get anything done or work. I have friends that are in the bar and restaurant and that type of business that we can't get anybody to want to come work for us. We see this happening at McDonald's. see it happening in restaurants all over. And so from it, we're having this battle where unemployment is still out there and you can get unemployment pretty easily. Um, uh, you have you know, jobs wanted where businesses are looking for people to work, um, but then you have people sitting waiting around to see what's going to happen with the next, next stimulus. And eventually, the stimulus has got to not come so that we can just start getting back to work again. Unemployment numbers have slipped down to 6.7%, which is miraculous considering where we were back in March. Um, um, and if that number continues to keep coming down again, eventually we have to start getting businesses and people back to the jobs. The stimulus, if it keeps coming and extending unemployment, putting all this extra money in there, this is going to slow down that effort. We have to watch out because inflation could peak its head if that happens.
1: The the difference is there will be a lot of businesses that are going to have to remain closed for a while because of the spread of the of the pandemic, and uh, that is yeah, why that that aside, that's, why the, stimulus, that's yeah. why the stimulus that's why the stimulus has to happen.
0: Not just dis- not disagreeing with you, um, but there's so many jobs that are different. For example, we look at the restaurant industry, bar industry is different. I mean, how do you serve drinks through a window? I mean, unless you're in Bourbon Street or you have a drive-through daiquiri bar like they do in Louisiana, which that not, might not be a bad idea, Tom. You Stop. Know stop you wouldn't stop we would you wouldn't pull it that's in.
1: the last thing we need in wisconsin is drive-through uh, alcohol like they do in texas and louisiana
0: could happen
1: mm.
0: anyway it would I, be really bad there's 20 people going huh drive it's, through a bar yeah huh. so but the restaurants restaurants are opening up new restaurants are opening but they're all really designed to do things differently and that is um you know curbside takeout or curbside pickup and so there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, we're finding a lot of success with that with restaurants all over the place, saying, hey, we want to have some food. Um, locally, we have restaurants you pull up, and they have the whole meal ready to go for, you, for your family of four. Uh, they have all the stuff ready. And so this stuff is happening, and so we can still open up in that type of fashion and still have food, takeout, delivery, that type of thing, um, versus dine-in. But we still have to get people back to work again, um, especially that industry, which is uh, really terrible. And if I were a new restaurateur, I would open up a restaurant with that with that capability and then have extra space on the inside so then when I have the ability to pe- bring people inside, I can do that later on. But I wouldn't think be afraid that's gonna, to open a restaurant. You think that's going to happen
1: uh, once the vaccines are out? Once everybody gets vaccinated or at least the majority of people are going to get vaccinated? It, only the morons won't get vaccinated. Um, do you think that will happen, that we'll get back to some sort of normalcy when it comes to restaurants?
0: And- Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we are we as a people, we don't want to eat alone. We don't want to eat by ourselves. And we tend to eat communally. And you think about it, Tom, if you go way back into your, you know, altered state and brain and you think about it when you were a caveman, (laughs) uh, we all, you know, we all found that, uh, that antelope on the plane. And we all got together and, and uh, we just, you know, started eating as a community. And I think that's one of the reasons we all want to get together and go out and eat with our friends or whatever the case may be. And I think we have to get back to that society just as humans and people and uh, that type of thing. We have to get back there again. Um, And I think we will. I think that will happen. I think, Bars will uh, open up as they were in the past. I think that'll happen uh, more. Of course, many people have argued that for Wisconsin, it really never changed. Um, uh, but uh, for that, I think all that stuff starts to come back again, but it all comes back to and saying, well, geez, we have too much stimuli- stimulus. People aren't going to want to go back to those jobs, even though that they're still open, uh, because they can stay home rather I, than going out.
1: You know, 1200 bucks is not going to make a decision for, not, for a not, person not one not way or the other. You, would, you. you
0: wouldn't think. The unfortunate part is it does happen. And we can see it happen when every time you every time come out of a recessionary type of event, um, uh, you see that type of stuff happening. And I'm not picking on those people. I'm not making any, but it does happen. And I it feels that way again right now. And the market even is, is hoping on the stimulus so that the stimulus goes out into the economy and to the marketplace rather than saying, okay, uh, let's uh, roll up our sleeves and get back to work again. So All right, we need it's to take, always that bad lot of curse.
1: We need to take a break for some news. Phone lines are open. If you have a question, America, 200 food banks strong. And we're back in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with Merle Kelch, Kelch & Associates in Wausau. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this (laughs) Hold on here. All right. The opinions voiced on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. This show contains forward-looking statements that may not be true or may not come true. Securities and investment advisory services offered through HBEC Incorporated. member FINRA, SIPC, HBEC Incorporated, and Kelch and Associates are unaffiliated companies. And folks, this program is intended for Wisconsin residents only. You know, you
1: talked about uh, different parts of society that that have changed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. You talked about restaurants. You talked about bars. There was a... uh, a shot across the bow, and it was probably even a little bit more than that from, from the movie industry uh, this week. I don't know if you saw that or not. Warner Brothers, the studio, the movie studio, is going to release all of their movies, not only in the theaters, but on the same day they're released in the theaters, they're going to be released on HBO Max streaming. So there are those who are suggesting this is the beginning of the end for your local movie theater, that people will be watching movies at home in the very near future,
0: and that movie theaters are going to be a thing of the past. You know, I've I've had this conversation with friends of mine along the way. Don't get me wrong, Tom. You know the wonder when we were kids, and you know we'd have to take our uh, canned soup to get in to see Pippi Longstocking at the Grand Avenue for <laughs> Christmas at this time of the year, and put our names in for the gigantic, you know, Christmas sock full of goodies that hopefully we won. Um, but, you know, there's something just magical to me about going to a music uh, movie theater to, to have the popcorn in there and you have all the, the big speakers and sound all over and that whole bit. You know, what's happened now is that the, the big speakers and sound, I don't know about you, but I've got a family room and, and I fire it up, the whole house shakes, and I think it's great and I love watching movies down there. I can hit pause and go to the bathroom, which, of course, at our age <laughs> is three times per movie. Mm. Um, you know, and so, so we have the ability to do that. And so I think a lot of that big thing in the theater, which I love going to, by the way, um, I think has disappeared, and I think you're going to have more of the f- places that are theaters um, are going to have to go to some of the places that they have where you can go there and you, they'll bring you some food and a, you know a beverage and uh, that kind of stuff as you're sitting there watching the the show, um, and they should put a damn intermission in there now for us old guys. Um, but you know the, the thing is, I think I think that sort of stuff. Uh, is going to have to be specialized. I think just having a theater we're going to go there sit down and watch a new movie. It might be changing as a result of, you know, HBO Max and Disney and Netflix and all that kind of stuff. I think it's changing and and COVID might No, is that a COVID death? Is yeah, I think dies? it might be counted okay. as one. Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh, but you know, we'll have to see. What
1: I'm not sure how many movie studios or uh Movie providers or theater chains are publicly traded, but I would imagine some of them are part of big conglomerates that are publicly traded. What sure. does that mean for the stocks of these companies? That uh, when when your whole business model is being turned on its head,
0: boy, you know you look at Marcus Theaters. Uh, Marcus Theaters is our local one. Uh, they got so many theaters that are out there. Um, they've also diversified into restaurants and that type of thing too. But I mean, that's a big part of their profit. You know, where else can you go buy a? You know, $25 popcorn and soda uh, you know, for a, a <laughs> mm. box of popcorn and soda. I mean, but, yeah, it's, it's got to be a huge model changing on it. And, um, boy, I mean, you look at the screens and the stuff that are out there. The, the new movies just are not going out. I think another thing might happen is it might drop the salaries of some of the people in Hollywood, which is okay. Um, a lot of them are such goofballs anyway. It's okay if they have less money.
1: What other segments of society, when it comes to business and investment, do you see changing for good, not just short term, but long term, and having to change their business models and the way they do business because of this pandemic and because of the situation and how how it was handled? Oh, uh, yeah, is it a yeah. short term thing, or are there some
0: segments of society, some sectors, that are going to have to change long term? You know, one of the some of the biggest conversations we've had with our clients coming in and um, has been, well, we want to invest in some companies. And I'm not going to say the names, and you'll know the names, folks. And I'm not recommending you run on buying in the companies that they slip out. Um, but, you know, everybody's staying at home, and they're still buying stuff. And remember, Tom, maybe about a month or two ago, I said, I think this could be our biggest Christmas we've ever had. It's just going to be different because people are shopping at home. You know, I bought stuff online at Fleet Farm. Never done that before. Um, I uh, had to, to do it, and it was, of course, one of the important things, Tom, I need a bigger ice fishing shack. <laughs> okay. Um, so, But, you know, I, I pull up, I show he did the it, list. Heated and insulated like your deer hunting stand. Yeah, but it, no Wi-Fi. I got to rough it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that just caught me off guard. But here's the beautiful thing. As is, is I bought it online at, at Fleet Farm to pick up in their yard. So I show up. I show them my phone. Okay, got it. They got our name. Um, I pull up. Some young man comes running up with a mask, takes my picture, Here's stuff. Okay, we got your order number. Um, wait here. They go through, and they uh, put it in the back of the truck. So from the standpoint of a COVID and being safe, how do you get a, uh, much more safe than that? I mean, if you have a hazmat suit, maybe. But uh, but it worked out well. I didn't have to get out of my truck. You think it'll stay that way even after the vaccines I are think out that there? stuff happens. Remember, this is a part of that curbside delivery and pickup stuff. This almost goes back to the old town square stuff. You know, we we see uh, movies and shows where a person goes up to the town square um, and uh, uh, the the grocer brings your food out, puts it in your car, brings it home and drops it off at your house. It kind of goes back to that service. And though it's unintended, but I think it's a service that people have wanted for a long time uh, and an unintended service. So the shopping at home, working from home, I think is going to stay. As long as you can get quality and productivity, I think we're going to see a lot of businesses continue to leave people work at home. Um, working at home, if the quality and the productivity is there, is a whole heck of a lot cheaper than having a building with office and HV and desks and all that kind of stuff on the inside. And hopefully that continues to work from that fashion. So
1: if any of your your clients are heavily invested in business real estate, uh, you're probably advising them that uh, they probably want to divest
0: as quickly as possible. Maybe it becomes a curbside takeout restaurant. Who knows? Um, uh, But some business, some things you, you have to do, obviously, but but everything's changed. Uh, uh, telehealth, you know, being able to um, do some health uh, with uh, an appointment online using your iPad or your Facebook. or your, I'm sorry, not Facebook, uh, iPad or your computer. Um, so all that stuff has changed. And a bunch of it is going to stick and, and change for the better to make it a lot easier. Um, I have a friend of mine who lives in Memphis. And she works for, uh, um, well, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but they make uh, computer printers and this kind of stuff and, and that type of thing. She, she works for them. And she says, you know, she said, I'm just ready to get out of the city. She said, but I got a great job. I said, where are you going to live? Uh, well, the joke was, she goes, I'm going to move to Chippewa Falls because they have a line in Kugel's plant. So that was a joke there. But she said, I can really work anywhere if they allow me to continue to keep working, but I don't know if I'm going to have to go back into the office building or not. She said, but if I can work any place, I'd love working for the company, love what I do. She said, but I would love to get back you know, closer to family and that kind of stuff back up here. And I thought, well, you know, what a great idea because so many people are doing that. Um, uh, you know, people are living in a Silicon Valley and they're making a ton of money because they have to because things are so expensive, but they want to move to Idaho. And if they live there, they're going to live like kings because their income basis, the expenses could be different, you know, yeah, hugely different. Um, and so I think all that stuff changes, but I, I think the biggest thing is the shopping at home. Um, Do you think? We that- tried to work on mom doing grocery shopping from home. Um, I've been doing that now for the last number of months. And I tell you what, Tom, I, I'm really kind of loving it. it saves a ton of time. You know, all now, do you go and pick up. it up at the store, or do they deliver it to your no, house? No, they bring it right to the house and drop it off. And How much extra do you pay for that service? I'm not really sure of the answer to that, but I look at the amount of time it saves me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I wish I had 36 hours in a the day, then I'd be able to get all my stuff done. <laughs> and so for the amount of time, and I do most of the grocery shopping at home, um, uh, I, I, like doing that. It's, it's fun for me and therapeutic. I like doing that. Hate the bleeding Besa- masks. B- besides,
1: uh, if your wife did the shopping, you wouldn't get the chips and the Oreos on the list for, they would be mis-
0: you mysteriously about, missing. Is she saying anything to you? <laughs> um, so, so, and I also get my, I always get myself a chocolate milk as being a good boy, but that's got to stop now too. But so I do, uh, you know, most of the, the big shopping at home. And so with it, when I can just sit for 15 minutes, put all the articles uh, articles, uh, all the items inside of my cart, hit enter, they drop it off to my house. You know, for the 20 bucks or whatever it is I pay extra, it's worth my time to do that. Um, I'm just really, really happy that they don't do that for spirits and wines and beers because I'd be a broke man. The uh,
1: the whole idea- Because then you- my wife would start doing it. <laughs> We've been hearing the argument that we need to shop local to, you know, support the small businesses in our community- instead of the uh, international chains and when you talk about shopping at home i think the first thing that people think of is amazon now the idea if you're going to shop at home if you can shop at home from your local business so if you're a small business in a locality like wausau or whatever Mm -hmm. you need to have an online presence if you're going to have that if you're going to have that happen and most of them do at this point don't they I, I, i think a bunch do um
0: because people people Mar- would rather buy from yeah, from
1: yeah. you know Joe on the on the corner than from and than make Jeff Bezos any richer than he right. already is.
0: And, and, You know, boy, I'm just going to use this, the this experience that we have had. Um, so, as many of you know, if you've been listening for a while, I've always been part of the uh, Wassa Eagles, or at least I have been for the last several years. And I've been an officer, and I've been a trustee in that whole bit. And one of the best things that happened to our club, and if he's out here listening right now, he'll be giving me a hard time later on. But we. Brought in a new secretary, Justin, to you know help run the books and that kind of stuff for us. Um, and the guy's just a, um, a, a real smart guy doing the electronic part of the world. And so when we came in, one of the first things we did, um, we upgraded the uh, cash registers. We went from the cash register that just you know put the number in an enter to one that had sections so we knew how much we had for drinks and food, but it is all numbers and enters. And now everything, folks, is just all high tech. I mean, our, our uh, waitresses, at least when um we're uh in li- online di- dining in house which we're not at the moment inside the hall um there's no pads anymore it's all click 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 and it shows up and prints on a screen in the back um all the employees had numbers um and now it's so you can actually do your stuff online ordering all that stuff and we never had this stuff five years ago but when it came time then when COVID happened. It worked out really, really well for us because now we have the ability to have the en- orders entered, everything ready to go, all online. We have the stuff we bring it out. Bite Squad comes in, they enter in a different place it all comes out, it's all electronically ordered. And we never had that as just a little local place, you know, the Eagles Club here in Wausau. But because of that, we were able to survive, in my opinion, this whole COVID thing, much more than a lot of other bars and restaurants did because we were already prepared for that type of speed and doing that type of work in business. So as we expand, we've used the technology to to get better for us. And if I can put a plug out for this, next weekend on December 12th, we plan on giving away 2,000 meals um, uh, for people who need it. Um, in need for uh, an early Christmas dinner, as well as for Toys for Tots next week on the 12th. With that said, Tom, by the way, if you want a meal, bring a meal. If you can, give a donation of a new unopened, unwrapped toy. All right, so look online. But with it now, you can actually log into the Eagles Club, into our website, and you can put in there, we want to order this many meals um, for us, and here's our address and that whole bit. And That technology stuff didn't exist five years ago. And we furthered and upgraded it even this past year as a result of COVID. I think if you're going to be a small business owner that you have to be able to do that so you can reach out and have your customers reach to you. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're, you're uh, giving yourself a hard time. You know, if we look at Triggs, relatively local. I mean, it's here in northern Wisconsin thing. You know, you can order onto of their stuff online. Um, uh, pick and save, same thing, uh, though it's a, it's a bigger company. It's part of Kroger. Um, but you can go in there. It's using Instacart. You can order your stuff and have it shipped to you. Um, so that thing is, is just uh, paramount as far as you know, keeping yourself safe, for example, with the grocery stuff. That's I've been long, trying to get mom to do that.
1: Hopefully yeah. as long as you pay your bill every month so you're not putting
0: groceries on your credit card and then letting those balances carry over. That would, that would not be. Well, that's that's just you know, management and what you do mm-hmm. you know, uh, from that standpoint. We've been trying to get mom to, to do that, and, and I'm picking on mom. Mom's uh, 80 years old now, and so she's been at home, stuck at home with all this COVID stuff like everybody else. And so I said, Mom, you can actually order your groceries online. You don't have to wait for us, one of us, to come. She goes, well, how does it work? I said, well, you put your credit card in here, you do this, you do that, you do this. She goes, well, let me see. I said, I'm not putting my credit card in your slop, <laughs> your, 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 your shopping cart, you know. I said, oh, so I, I know how this goes. Otherwise, it's, you know, hey, can you pick this up? And then we buy it and take it to her. Uh, no, no, no. She's, you know, always trying to save a buck by having us buy it for her. So um, picking on you, Ma. But, um, but I think it's a brilliant thing. Oh, a good son would do that, you know. Well, a good son doesn't. <laughs> an- they remember that great myths usually
1: start with a true story. I'm Chris Conley. And we're back here in the studio. I'm Tom King, along with Merle Kelch, Kelch & Associates in Wausau, 715-845-2155. We've got some time left if you want to ask Merle a question. You wanted to dive back into that article you were discussing yes, earlier. Yes, an
0: article we had had from uh, William Watts and Mark DeCambry before with the U.S. Stock Index Sweep to Records as Hopes for Fiscal Relief Overshadowing Weak Jobs Data. There's a couple of things in here I just want to kind of pull out, point out, folks. You know, As we look through, we've seen the stock market tend to run up as of late in hopes for a, a, a economic stimulus package through Congress. And so without that, we could see the market try to settle itself out again from many measures, including some by Warren Buffett. Uh, the stock market is being a little bit overrun at the moment. Um, but we have to, of course, look at the other side of that, which is with interest rates so low, fuel prices so low. Um, and uh, you know the stimulus package coming, it continues to drive us um, forward for the next you know four, six, eight quarters, depending upon who you're listening to. Um, that we're going to have some growth inside of the economy. It looks like 2021 by many measures looks to be a, a great year. So uh, we, if you see a, a jump down coming up, it could be some realignment. Just to let you know from the articles. And so coming in here, then um, the major benchmarks, of course, hit a all-time high um, all the way around. In fact. Um, all four of the major uh, benchmarks hit an all-time high yesterday. Which was the first time that happened since January of 2018. So during a pandemic, we actually saw the market uh, go up. Now, uh, 254,000 jobs were created in November, which was one of the smallest monthly gains since we came back. Unemployment dropped down to 6.7%. Um, but importantly here is the growth of U.S. factory good orders hit the uh, uh, rise for six straight months um, uh, in October. Um, the Commerce Department said that orders of manufacturing goods rose 1% after a 1.3% gain the year before. So again, this is all the people that are building stuff. The manufacturing companies continue to have growth. And that's our underlying economy that continues to keep moving forward, um, we talked about before. And so from that, we should continue to see that growth still continue to keep happening. You know, eventually this run-up where we went so far down that we come ramping and running right back up in this big V-shaped recovery ad is going to slow down and it appears as though that's slowing. Does that mean the economy is slowing or falling apart? No, it just simply means that that quick escalation is coming down. But we have to, of course, as we talked about before, people have to get back to work, uh, get going, and uh, get moving. So do we have the stimulus? Well, we'll see. I mean, we don't know. Uh, This past week, uh, Nancy Pelosi was asked, and she said that they were having momentum um, uh, going forward with the relief package. Of course, Senator Mitch McConnell says we want less, they want more. We'll let them continue to battle it out back and forth. But if that stimulus package, as long as it continues to have momentum, we'll probably continue to see people excited about the fact that that's going to put some money or stimulus just, back into the economy.
1: I just saw something on, online here on CNBC, and I don't know who proposed it, uh, but the suggestion being that uh, in order to get your $1,500 stimulus check, you're going to have to get vaccinated.
0: Yeah, we we heard that that came out in what do you think about that idea? <clears throat> well, somebody in the Biden campaign, is when I read the article, said that. And Biden said, no, we're not going to do that. No, we can't mandatory. Biden that, came
1: so. out yesterday and said that will, there will not be a mandatory no, vaccine. I no, fully, so. fully understand.
0: But when I first read the article, it said somebody, I don't remember the name in the Biden camp, said we, we're supposed we're we might be do this. And so I'm happy that Biden came back and said we're not going to do that. We, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that anyway. But uh, uh, that's kind of crazy, in my opinion. Well, it would certainly get people to get vaccinated. This is so true. It would.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I, just, I just noticed one thing here. Uh, Steve Wozniak is starting a second company 45 years after he co-founded Apple in uh, Steve Jobs' parents' garage back in 1976. This time Wozniak starting a business in the green tech and blockchain space called F-Force, E-F-F-O-R-C-E, according to a statement that was released yesterday. F-Force, which has been, they say, in stealth mode for almost a year, is a marketplace for corporate or industrial building owners to have green projects funded. Uh, Steve Wozniak, getting involved in a new business. Is that something that would interest you as an investor?
0: Um, potentially. I mean, another one of those guys that's really smart and also uh, has the ability to put the money in and make stuff work. I think it would be good. I was looking through some old magazines, uh, trying to clean
1: out some junk from my basement, and I found some magazines from the uh, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Are you and a I, hoarder, Tom? I, see all I, I, I am, yeah. I basically am. Uh, I was before it became even a term. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, the idea, uh, there were some ads for Apple, uh, early Apple yeah. products, you know, very small little ads. Uh, in the back of magazines when nobody knew what Apple was or very few people did. Yeah. Uh, I find it fascinating that now Apple has become such a big part of our
0: lives in so many ways. And as they just said, it started in a guy's garage. You know, the part that pains me is I've probably thrown out three apples that are more th- worth money today. You know, you toss them on. Oh, those are all the never using me to toss them get rid of them. You know, so I've probably tossed out two or three of those things from the old days. Um, uh, as well as now, I have a whole office full of old computers sitting in my office now. That now I have to have professionally destroyed. It's just uh, I amazing want, how that world works. You know,
1: obviously, everybody's trying to find the next Apple and get on in, in, in on the ground floor of the next Apple. And I'm sure you you uh, put that idea around your head all the time as to what. And I'm sure your clients ask Where's you the, the same question: going, yeah, yeah. What's the next mm-hmm. Apple? Um, anything jump out at you at this point in time? We only got a couple of minutes left, but boy.
0: <clears throat> i'm still, i do not put you on the spot here but yeah yeah uh, you know my wife will ask me questions like this and with her it's easy it's you know blah blah, 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 blah you know and she always expects me to mumble anyway <laughs> so if she's listening or not i'm not really sure but no uh, her and i actually had the conversation we talked about 3d printing um uh, a friend of hers bought a 3d printer and she said he's paid like seven thousand dollars for it and I said, uh, "What's he making?" Of? She says, "Well, he's making all kinds of different things." I said, "Is he getting orders in business?" She said, "Yeah, he is. He's getting a lot of people that want him to make stuff, uh, one-off things, because they're doing it for manufacturing." And I said, "Well, um, that's probably a really good idea because there is some small businesses that are probably creating a widget, and they want to have it made, but they can't afford a three D printer because they are, you know, seven, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a three D printer. But I think three D printing changes everything from a manufacturing standpoint." And so the companies that are building 3D printers and the, um, uh, what's the term I want to use? Not the elements, but the the product that you're using to create the 3D print, whether it's going to be some sort of an injected plastic, whether it's going to be something that's some sort of a liquefied metal that hardens, um, that industry to me is going to be huge. Not necessarily as a technology company as far as tech goes, but from a manufacturing standpoint, it's just going to make the manufacturing quicker, faster, easier. I also think that, remember how we always had in Star Trek when we were kids, Tom? You know, so, well, i have a LT and I want it to 180 degrees and, or whatever it was and, and that kind of stuff. And it showed up as a little machine and popped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's in our lifetime, Tom. If we would need a new set of glasses or cups for the house, and we go to a company, we download the program for a fee, and our 3D printer makes them right in the house for us, and we just have that ready to go and done. That's in our lifetime, That's, you it's, think? It's, it's already here. Um, but I mean, the price point's going to come down where you actually have a 3D printer in your house. <sighs> it wouldn't surprise me. But those are the companies that I start looking at. Um, you know, it literally uh, we have the ability to do a, a lot of different things with 3D printing. All right. Manufacturing price costs have come down because of 3D printing already. We're out of time for today. If folks want to get a hold of you on Monday, how can they do that? Monday, stop on in. Have a cup of coffee with us on 3rd Avenue and Bridge Street. Stop on in. Kick a tire. We'll give you a mask if you want one or need one. Um, if you uh, want to give us a call, 715-849-3600. Toll free outside of the wassa area, 855-866-855-5100. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, or find us online at KelchingSocius.com. This hour goes to it, it would be
1: helpful if you knew how to
0: pe- people could get a hold of you.
1: you know? Yeah, it would be kind of all handy. Right. Hey, it's we're, we're a on of time right now. We've got the news coming up. We've got the polka shows on the way here on WSAU Badger Football this afternoon as well. All on WSAU. WSAU, Wausau. WSAU FM. Rudolph, Stevens Point. Marshfield, Wisconsin Rapids. At 95.1 FM. W236CO, Wausau.
0: March. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. Record coronavirus cases and record deaths were recorded in California yesterday, and that has part of the state tightening regulations. A new stay-at-home order is issued for people living in five...